You are listening to a Radio Free Podcasting production. For more great podcasts like this, head on over to RadioFreePodcasting.com. Carly, Patrick, and I are founding members of the Finer Things Club. We meet once a week to discuss books and film, celebrate culture in a very civilized way. Sometimes that debate can get heated, but we're always respectful. There is no paper, no plastic, and no work talk allowed. It's very exclusive. Welcome to the Finer Things Film. Is that not how we start? Do it. Sorry. Go ahead, Carly. Sorry. I'm so down for you to open these. Oh, do you want me to get my radio lights, camera, action? Welcome to the Finer Things Film Club (laughs) with your hosts, Carly, Erica, and Patrick. Um, I get top billing, starring Erica. Okay, with starring starring Erica with Carly with Carly and and introducing. Yeah. Patrick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My agent got me top billing for this, so thanks. Ah. Mm. In a world, no, in a <laughs> podcast that used to be about books. <laughs> we now have gone digital. So we're back and we have a new podcast called Finer Things Film Club because we can't read a book a week. We can read a book every other week and in between we can watch a movie. Yeah. Yeah, we can. <laughs> and movies are also finer things. So. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, and movies are fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> movies are fine. Movies are fine. <laughs> but books are finer. Ooh, it should have been called the Fine Things Club. What's fine? Can we? There we go. That's our next spinoff is the Fine Things Club. They're just okay. <laughs> These are things that are just okay. We'll start a separate list. <laughs> mm, there you go. All right. So we're talking about Encanto. Finally. Finally. Erica has been talking about Encanto every week, but now, now we're recording it's official. It. Yes. But now everyone knows what I'm talking about. Everybody oh, knows. I knew as soon as you started singing the song. Yeah. I saw it in theaters like first week. Okay. Okay. I did not see it in theaters, regretfully. <gasps> I also did not see my, it in theaters. My friend couldn't come with me, and I didn't want to be the creep at a child's movie by myself. Dude, so. I do that all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, well, I do. I do do it. And I made my mom come with me for High School Musical 3, the movie in theaters, when I was definitely not young enough to go see it with everyone else. She Listen, was not happy about that one. I had to tolerate adults bringing three-year-old children in to see Scream. I think adults can tolerate me going to see kids' movies by myself. So. Yeah, at least you're quiet. Yeah, exactly. I'm not singing along. I bet you Erica was singing along. But she wasn't in the theater, so that makes it okay. So I watched this at home. With my family, mm-hmm. we did a double feature. We watched Ooh. we watched Tenet, and then we watched <gasps> Encanto. You watched Tenet? Yes. Oh my god, you watched Tenet? Okay, can we talk about Tenet? Instead? No. Oh right, we don't talk about Tenet. We don't talk about Tenet. <laughs> and so we just ended the first movie with like, I'm so, I get it, but I don't get it. And they were like, let's watch Encanto. <laughs> yes, dude, let's talk about the temporal pincer move instead. Let's do it. <laughs> No, I haven't seen that movie yet. Okay. Maybe we'll have to pick it. I'm so going to add it to the list. (laughs) Maybe you can't, maybe you won't. But today we're talking about Bruno. 
no, no. Silencio no. Bruno? Are we covering Luca Silencio today? What's going on? Bru- it was not a good year for Bruno in Disney. No. <laughs> okay, so before we get into the story, mm-hmm. I did my research. Okay. Which is a lot more complicated to do on a film, let me say. Good. <laughs> so the first thing that I Googled is what is the difference between story by and screenplay? Mm-hmm. And according, you have asked me. I figured I could, but you're a very busy person, and yes, very true. So story by, I, probably, I would have been a smart ass by it. Yeah, you probably would have, probably would have. <laughs> according to the internet and the first Google result, story mm-hmm. by credit is given to the writer who came up with the basic story elements, including the plot and the characters. Mm-hmm. Screenplay by credit is given to the writer who wrote most of the final script. Correct. Mm-hmm. If the same writer wrote both the story and the screenplay, that writer gets written by credit. Yes. So according to IMDb, yes. we've mm-hmm. got our directors, Brian Howard and Jared Bush. Okay. Mm-hmm. Story is by Lin-Manuel Miranda, Nancy okay. Cruz, Jason Hand, and Brian Howard. And then we've got story and screenplay by, I don't know, Therese? Castro Smith, right? C-H-A-R-I-S-E? Oh, C-H-A. Yeah. Charisse, maybe? I feel bad. Normally I look up names that I don't pronounce, but I Googled this today, so. Uh, And Jared Smith. No, Jared Bush. Um, And Charisse, actually, that's how I'm going to pronounce it, is also a co-director. Gotcha. Okay, so. Big team. Yes. Yeah. Big team. Okay, so I'm going to talk about her first because she had like a whole article written about her. She started out as an actor at Brown, where she double majored in theater and public policy. It wasn't until her mid-20s in grad school at Yale Drama School that she wrote her first play, Estrella Cruz. The campus production attracted the attention of Pulitzer Prize winning playwright Paula Vogel, who took Castro Smith under her wing. Um... So she had all of this information written about her because, of course, she's a Latina and co-director on this and had a huge role in making this movie. And then another person that I found an article about uh, who had a big role in the creation of this is a woman by the name of Diana Uribe. She's a Colombian historian who took part in the creation of Encanto along with her daughter, Alejandra Espinoza. Alejandra spent four years working with the creators of the feature film to make the Colombian representation as real as possible. Um, Okay, what else do I got? So the film took several years to develop. According to Lin-Manuel Miranda, the song creation spanned five years alone. Whoever that guy is. Yeah, never heard of him. that guy. Oh, he's the guy from Star Wars. Got it. (laughs) Uh, And then I have some facts about the movie itself. Uh, so Encanto is Disney's first full-length animated feature to take place in Colombia. Many yeah. cast members are also Colombian, and to date, the film has been nominated for dozens of awards, including Outstanding Visual Effects, Best Original Song, and Best Animated Feature. Yeah. yeah. And another final little tidbit it's not that I... Best Original Song for We Don't Talk About Bruno's Not Winning the Awards. Okay. It could win a Grammy. Okay. Erica's the only one here who really cares about that stuff. Maybe Patrick does. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. 
So the last final tidbit that the internet told me is that uh, our main character, Mirabelle, is the first uh, main Disney animated female character to wear glasses. Mm-hmm. Go for her. Mm-hmm. So that's what I got, guys. Awesome. That's what I learned. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. With... <laughs> no? Did I... no. <laughs> Erica's yeah. dancing. I know she wants to be singing. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, let's, you know, do what I like to do. Let's, let's back up a couple steps. Do it. <clears throat> what is your experience with Disney films? <laughs> my first core memory is going to, well, one of my first film core memories is going to the Little Mermaid in theaters. So. So that movie came out, I believe, in 89? Yeah. Okay. I was four, and I can okay. remember seeing it in theaters. But I believe Treasure Island is the only animated feature i have not seen since then treasure planet treasure planet yeah nice. that one okay but that's a good one. Oh, why not they start losing no? they start losing me on, at lilo and stitch I, I got a question for you i hate lilo and stitch but i quit but i just need to clarify i need to clarify a couple things i just heard did you did you say treasure planet was you've never seen it or is the only one you didn't see in theaters the only one i haven't seen but you have you haven't seen it at all. No, I haven't seen it at all. So I've when seen Carly said that's a good one, and then you said no, I would like to know what you're basing that on. <laughs> Erica's preconceived judgments. Uh, Disney lost its magic of the animation <gasps> Renaissance. <laughs> Didn't have enough, you know, bankers of a song in it. Exactly. Mm. Erica only cares about the music. It was definitely a different time post-Renaissance. Yes. I will give you that. They went in very some very different directions. Yeah. Whether you consider that good, bad, or different, it was, yeah, the Renaissance definitely had a, a feel to it. Yeah. I mean, it took me a while to get in with, like, Pixar. Like, I did not see Toy Story when it was in theaters, and all my friends loved it, and I was like, this doesn't make sense to me, but then I got into it. Don't think but that yeah. we're just so going to blow s- over the fact that Erica said that she hates Lilo and Stitch, and that's like my. We'll get there. No, we're get we're we're working towards okay. that. Okay. I have I have a lot of okay. questions. Okay. Um, okay. I've had had a similar <laughs> conversation with Tim about this very thing, but I'm I'm so curious about some of this now. Okay, so we're starting with Little Mermaid. Okay. And Erica gives that a thumbs up. I assume. Duh. Okay. Now. That's what's considered kind of the start of the Renaissance. But Rescuers Down Under did come out uh, a year later. Yes. Usually not considered part of the Renaissance. Are you a Rescuers person? I did see it. It was okay. okay. Right. It was just fine. Yeah. No, it's it makes sense. It it still <laughs> it was still it had a clip. It still yeah it had a feel of the films that came before you it, can't the era the leading into the Renaissance. But Ducktales is in there too. Right, but Ducktales is in a Walt Disney. Um, animation studios film okay. so it's not one of the numbered films okay. so you're talking about ducktales treasure of the lost land yes okay that was amazing uh, what would be next in the renaissance would be considered uh would be beauty and the beast yes right well i'm not i'm not asking for yes or no i'm asking for a thumbs up thumbs down oh i enjoyed that <laughs> one as well okay. all right all right aladdin arabian nights yes okay if she sings along i'm gonna take that as a positive (laughs) what we're working at we're working at to see when she started to fall off and then we're going to talk about lilo oh yeah 
because we do talk about we do talk about lilo lion king sick that's the alarm clock a circle of life i wake up to that song every day um can you paint with all the colors of the wind yes i can paint with all the colors of the wind pocahontas gets the thumbs up okay the hunchback that one was a little bit iffy, but I had a lyrical dance to God Help the Outcast, so I had okay. to tolerate that movie. But it was not okay. my favorite because okay. it was just so like that... very mean, and I did not so, like the villain. Sounds like for at least that that time in your life, that was kind of the, the first miss. That was, because okay. the next film Hercules. is by far one of my favorites. Zero to hero, just like that. Okay. And we're, Carly, you're up next, so just don't you worry. <laughs> Mulan. Oh, yeah. Definitely loved Mulan. Mushu for life. So, they, so you wouldn't even say they went off track. For you, they just had a miss. There's just one in there that just didn't fit. Yeah. It was an outcast. Kind of like the, the Hunchback himself, right? Yeah. But what did we learn in that movie? Okay. That book was really scary. That book is dark. I, I was mm-hmm. dark. So Tarzan. Didn't hate it. But this Ooh. is when they started to lose me because this is when Phil okay. Collins starts to do all the songs and the characters stop singing. They did do Trashing the Camp, but well, that was like... How many... What other films did he do the songs? He just did Tarzan. Phil Collins? Yeah. He did Brother Bear. He did Brother Bear. He did do Brother Bear. You put me in my place. This is a weird one. It's kind of out of place for what they had going on at the time, but Fantasia 2000. I saw it. I Fantasia's and me don't love each other, but like gotcha. I tolerated it. And here's another one that at the time I just assumed was a Pixar movie, but Dinosaur. Um, I took Sinclair to go see Dinosaur in theaters, but again, they very much like to kill the parent dinosaurs and all the mm-hmm. parents in all these films. And I was like, let's just not do this anymore. And like it was the flood scene and I was a little traumatized, but I had brought my stuff down on Dinosaur to go see it. Emperor's New Groove. Oh wait, that's not dinosaur. That was yeah. Good you're dinosaur. thinking of the good dinosaur. You're thinking of Pixar. Did you ever see Dinosaur? A lot of people didn't see it. Hold on. Hold it on. was interesting, and in the, the dinosaurs were 3D animated, and the backgrounds were filmed. Hmm. I don't think I saw this one. I saw mm-hmm. Good Dinosaur. Yeah, Good Dinosaur is when like he finds a little kid. Dinosaur. It's basically it's pretty dark too. I think it's basically like the meteors are coming, and it's going to be the end of times. End I times for the dinosaurs. I, I have not seen this one. Mm-hmm. And this was a time, like, Pixar was a thing by this point, and I thought it was a Pixar movie because it was 3D animated yeah. compared to hand-drawn. Um, Emperor's New Groove? I know that everyone on TikTok likes to pull the lever, but I really... So you're starting to, we're starting to lose you here, right? I this do is not where, this care is at This is the beginning of the end. A llama! Atlantis? Come on. Atlantis, The Lost Empire? Oh, my gosh. We're not I even going to be touching on the I sequels. I didn't see that one either. Didn't see it. Okay. And then we that brings us to Lilo and Stitch, where you were just like, I'm done. I'm not even going to see the next movie. Done with that one. I, I okay. absolutely hate Lilo and Stitch. Okay. Hold that thought. Great. Carly, we're going to come back to this. Don't worry. I we're quit. setting up the debate here. I cannot I'm, work I with this get, kind of negativity. I need to get the background, and, the, <laughs> and then we're going to have you guys duke it out. Okay. Carly, uh, where, where did you start with Disney films? Uh, I don't know. What's like your earliest memory of seeing one? <laughs> Sitting on my couch watching all the VHSs. Probably. Okay. What do you do? You remember what the first one you saw in theaters was, though? No, not at all. Okay. 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 I don't even know that my mother bothered so taking the, the... me to the theater. <laughs> gotcha. 
So you had a bunch of the VHS and the big white sh- yeah, clamshell yeah, case? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my childhood. Oh, okay, all right. So then, so then that would be uh, tougher for you to figure out, like in the order, because you probably watched just random order for sure in that whatever was coming out, because they would release things from the from the the vault and then put them back in, so it didn't you didn't see things in the same order. Um, when I was listing those movies, what stood out as like one of the earliest ones you remember really loving? Definitely, I liked Little Mermaid. Oh, okay, um, all right, well. But I also liked all the stuff, you know, I liked Snow White, I liked Sleeping Beauty, I liked all that kind of stuff as a kid. Um, Okay, all right. I guess we we go straight to Lilo and Stitch here. I liked Treasure Planet. (laughs) What were your feelings on Lilo and Stitch? Uh, Lilo and Stitch is my 100% favorite Disney movie. Wow. Wow. I don't know that we're... There's no stupid prince Not only going to get through this episode, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to finish this show. We got a uh, cool alien who's cute and fluffy. That alien was a nuisance. <laughs> Patrick, I'm sorry, I can't work under these conditions. I think I think you're gonna be okay. <laughs> Who knew that switching from That's books fine, to we're films talk about would bring soon, this much so... drama? Oh, oh, okay. Oh boy. Oh boy! You okay, did well, wa- I think... warn me to prepare myself for this, and I'm I'm really curious, Carly. How could you hate I, this I movie? I am too. Well, I'll start. Out. Well, it's interesting. Okay, it, we've just set the stage here. We have two very different backgrounds. <laughs> Erica was watching the movies in the theater and fell off at a certain point. Carly had did very different tastes and was watching them at home in the in the clamshells. And then after I a certain, a, a, like a I was bit... still going in the theater to see some of these things for sure. Sure, 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 sure. And I also but... had two younger sisters so all the new Mm -hmm. stuff that came out i was still watching gotcha yeah we would do this thanksgiving week and i think it was my parents would send us with someone to the theater so they Mm -hmm. have quiet time that week come to school oh like emperor's new groove my whole Mm -hmm. family loves emperor's new groove you threw off my groove man we quote that all the time Wrong I am seeing a bit of a pattern here where where you're into different style of Disney movie. This is going to be interesting later it's on. So but Patrick, funny. where do you fall? Look at me in the uh, So I, I am, <laughs> I am old enough to remember a time before being able to get the movies on white <laughs> clamshell cases and watch them at home. And in that time period, when they took a film out of the vault, they put it back in theaters for limited runs a lot. So like when I was a kid. Uh, in the 80s, I remember Lady and the Tramp being in theaters again, and they would rotate them back out periodically. So when I was really young, I didn't really realize that these movies that I was watching were old movies that had come back. It's just my parents would take me to see a cartoon in the movie yeah. theaters. And so I kind of grew up on all of it. Um, then when uh, video stores became a thing, there was a time when it was rental only, and if you lost it, they charged you like $100, and you couldn't purchase it. Then it finally became a thing where you could purchase, and I ended up buying like the entire set in the white clamshells. So I had I had them all. I was working for Disney when Hunchback came out, so that music was on in my store day and night. Ugh. Like We heard nothing but Hunchback forever. And let's see... They had music on a loop, so it would have been a lot of the stuff that came out right before that. So Pocahontas was on, then Hunchback came out, and I think I was there 
probably in the lead up to Hercules. I wasn't still there when it came out, but I remember like that was the big, big hype for that coming out the next year. Um, I saw almost everything in the theater from, you know, from the point forward after I was born. Obviously, I didn't see all of the old ones in the theater. Um, but then when the clamshells became a thing, I went back and tried to see everything that I had missed. There were only a few of the modern ones that I think I didn't see in theater. I actually don't think I saw Pocahontas in the theater. Okay. But that was right before I started working there. And so it kind of, that's when I got back into Disney. I was like, okay, I need to see all these movies now. Gotcha. And it was also a thing back then. I don't know if you remember this. If you went like opening week, they gave you like a print, a lithograph print from the movie. Hmm. Maybe it was only on opening day. So I was always trying to go like opening weekend to get, keep the collection of the prints going. Yeah. Patrick was collecting things even back then. No, but oh, like, totally. Well, I mean, I was in college at this point. So <laughs> <laughs> you say back then, but I was not young. <laughs> like looking at this list, I, I did not see Brother Bear until like mm. randomly it was on ABC Family for a weekend. Sure. I did. I've never seen Home on the Range. So like I, I have a gap. Okay. Um, I also did not see Chicken Little, Meet the Robinsons. Chicken Little's nothing home to write home about. And Bolt. Bolt's cute. So I, I, I skipped all of those. Princess and the Frog I saw 10 years ago when I was training for my first Walt Disney World Marathon. And I distinctly remember this because I had to do a 20-mile run indoors because it was freezing cold in Iowa. And thankfully, ABC Family was doing the Disney animated feature <laughs> like marathon. But Princess and the Frog was on and I go... I guess I can watch this movie because, like, what else am I going to do for 20 miles? Wow. It was a pleasant surpriser. But, like, again, at this point, I had not seen a movie since Lilo and Stitch. Gotcha. And so I liked it. I like, and then I got back into Tangled because uh, Alan Menken, love him. Mm-hmm. Um, Did not do Winnie the Pooh, but it. Oh, my God. Okay, I quit this show right yeah, now. she's killing me. I In just... fact, no, I'm sorry. Corporate is shutting this show down. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, but, but wait, like, can you break the tie on Lilo and Stitch here? Like, I've seen Big Hero 6. I've seen Zootopia. I saw Moana. I saw, regretfully, Ralph Breaks the Internet. <gasps> That's a cute movie. No, it's not. You know, for somebody I like Wreck- who yeah. says that she loves I, I Disney as much as she says she loves Disney, you really don't. Um. So, what I'm getting here is that I don't think you're, like, complete opposites, but I think... Your your Venn diagrams overlap a little, but <laughs> a the little. things you disagree on, I think you really disagree on. So I I'm looking forward to this podcast. What's wrong with Ralph wrecks the internet. It was this. It just wasn't the great sequel that I was hoping it was going to be. It wasn't as good as Winnie the Pooh, which was the <laughs> sequel to the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which is the first two films in the Winnie the Pooh trilogy, which was concluded with Christopher Robin, possibly the greatest movie ever it's made. <laughs> Um, break the tie. Uh, I don't dislike Lilo and Stitch. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't think I would rank it as one of my favorites, but keep in mind by the time it came out, hold on, by the time it came out, I had like 40 other Disney movies mm-hmm. that I already really, you know, to, to rank it against because sure, sure, sure. I had yeah. seen everything. But you don't hate it like Eric um, does. No, I don't hate it at all. I like it. It's, it, it was getting to the point that by that, by the point, mm, by the time it came out, I already had my favorites that I watched over and over yes. again. Yes. So when a couple of these came out, 
like I didn't see Mulan in the theater and I bought it when it came out in, in on VHS, but I don't even think I watched it right away. I didn't watch it till much later. It was just one day I was like, I have never watched this movie. I should put it on. And I remember the first time I put it on, I was like cleaning the house or something. I still wasn't paying attention. So eventually I got around to watching it thinking, oh, I've seen this movie. I know what happens. And I was like, have I seen this movie? <laughs> so some of the later ones that I missed in theater, like if I missed them in theater, I felt like I never really got to know them very well because okay. there's just something about the theater experience where you cannot be distracted. You can't be doing other things. Yes. You're in the movie. So some of these that I saw at home for the first time, they didn't connect as much and it doesn't say as much. It doesn't really say a whole lot about the film. It's just the circumstance under which I saw it. So I think it's, I think it's, it's wonderful. It's fine. It's not, it's just not, it's not my, um, probably not even my top 10. Definitely not my top five. That's fine. I could probably name my top five, but it would be hard to make a top 10. Erica is putting it at her bottom, 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 bottom one. <laughs> like, it just, I mean, out of the ones I've seen, Carly, I'm sure if I would have seen Home on the Range, that probably would be lower <laughs> or Bolt with Miley Cyrus. <gasps> Bolt is cute. What's wrong with Bolt? Bolt is cute. I'm sorry. No. This lady, honestly, I don't even know who you are anymore. Hates happy endings. Hates movies about sisters. Maybe I can bring us maybe I can bring us all back together for a second. Mm-hmm. Do it. Erica, you said you liked Beauty and the Beast? Yes. Okay. Carly, did you like Beauty and the Beast? Of course. Okay, finally. There's, there's <laughs> going to be peace. That is, that is hands down, and you're all wrong if you disagree. That's the best one. Okay. So let's talk about the sixtieth, uh, sixtieth Walt Disney Animation Studios yeah. film, Encanto, which they even put the sixtieth at the beginning, which they haven't done since the fiftieth, which was Tangled. So exciting! They did it for Tangled, and I I knew it was the fiftieth. And when they did that, I was like, "Oh, cool! They're going to number them all at the beginning now." And then they didn't do it again. <laughs> so when I was watching Encanto, and they did, it, I was like, "Yes, they're bringing it back!" And I was like, "No, wait! It's only going to be on the tens. Damn it!" Yes. <laughs> So the movie opens. Okay. Yes. Well, question, question. I'm not even, we're not doing it. We're talking about it, but we're not talking about it. Um, so uh, just to catch up to present day, did you guys see Raya the, Raya and the Last Dragon? Yes. yes. And that's and what my aversion to Aquafina began. Okay. Let's be clear to so, our audience here that it's just because she saw too much of Aquafina and not that she actually hates Aquafina. I know. I really like Aquafina. It's just I saw two movies back to back with Aquafina. But what did you think apparently of the movie? two movies too many. What did you think of of Raya? I enjoyed it. Carly, yeah, I liked it. Okay, I'm see. See, now we know where we're coming from. This is our starting point. We're we're back in. Mm-hmm. We're back in with Disney. Did you see it in a theater or on Disney Plus? Disney Plus. Theater. Ooh. I saw it in Dolby theater with the recliner seats, surround sound. Oh yeah. So I watched it on Disney Plus, oh. and then really regretted the fact that i didn't see it in the theater so i ended up watching it again (laughs) i went to see it in the theater even though i had already seen it because it was probably it was the first disney film in a very long time that i didn't catch in theater it was so i got the best of both worlds i'm 95 percent sure this this is the first film raya was the first one i saw back in theater since the pandemic had started Hmm. so i i felt disney was the way to re-come back to amc since my first memory was a disney film i think the first movie i saw in theaters was quiet place 2 because i didn't want to see that on television i wanted to see it in the theater and get that experience and and that was the next day i went to see raya it was like okay well i'm back i'm going to movies again so 
what do I want to see? There wasn't a whole lot out at that time. And it was like, well, I totally feel like, I, oh no, I take that back. I think, um, no, that's right. That's right. I went to see that and Cruella and then Raya was still in theaters. And I was like, I should catch that before it's gone. So was uh, Encanto something that you two were excited about? Yes. When you saw the trailers? I've got one yes. It's hard to say yes, just because I don't feel like I see trailers for like Disney movies. And uh, I'm like, yes, true. I'm so excited okay. to see that. Like, So was it on your radar at all? Did you even know it was coming oh, yeah. out? Okay, yeah. okay. People okay. Wouldn't I wasn't sure it. if it was a thing where like Erica started singing this weird song and you're like, what's that? And she said, it's from Encanto. And you're like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. Getting an idea here. And then Erica, how soon after it came out did you see it? Um, I'm actually... Oh, so I missed it in theaters. I didn't see it until it went on Disney Plus in January. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. And then Carly, did you watch it specifically because we were doing this episode or was it on your list of like, I'm going to watch this? I watched it specifically. Had Erica not sung the song? Because Erica picked the movie. I probably would have eventually gotten around to it, you know, looking for a feel good kind of movie. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was not like. I can't wait to find out if you actually felt good after you saw it. Because I'm so (laughs) intrigued by where we're going to end up. I've I've laid all the groundwork. We've said we've started from we, we all liked, you know. Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, and then we watched how things changed, and Erica drifted away on the ones that Carly really loved. <laughs> I just think something's about to happen. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the movie. Okay, I, I'm done. I'm done hosting. My my, I relinquish my hosting duties. It's a free for all. <laughs> I don't want to referee what's about to happen. So our first scene. Is Abuela talking okay. to oh, Mirabel? Yeah, take us through it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, we'll uh-huh. we don't have to do full in depth, but we'll do. Bits. Sure. Yeah. Abuela's talking to Mirabel about how she's going to get her gift mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She says, "Mira tus ojos," which I appreciated. Enjoyed that right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And then we jump forward, and we get to mm-hmm. hear a song about the Madrigos. No comments here. I'm just waiting for Erica to jump in or sing something. Or... I'm, I'm. So far, you're doing great storytelling. It's all positive tone. So continue. Okay. But... So wait. Question. Quick question, Erica. How many times have you seen it? I have now seen it three times because three accidentally times. I fell asleep the first time I was watching it. Wow. It. Okay. But you right. left the movie. But a lot. I'm guessing. I'm guessing a lot of soundtrack listening since then. Um, for sure. It is on my Spotify, but I'm boycotting Spotify right now because. I've listened to the same Spotify playlist for two years and Got I only it. had four songs to add to it. So it's showing up on my Pandora now. So I do hear it periodically throughout okay. my week. Carly, I fell asleep because some of us work hard and we're tired oh, doing 1099s and cost reporting. Sheesh. That's saying, not me implying others weren't, but you're trying to put a negative out. connotation that I fell asleep because it wasn't good. I was just tired. I'm about to be tired. Let me be Maybe clear that's my power. That I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was cute. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was a good, feel good movie. I just have a lot of problems with some of the plot. Oh, yeah. The okay. plot of the details. Terrible. It just. Oh, yeah. That third act makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. We won't disagree. Okay. Okay. Da, 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 da. So let's talk about this song. Everything just got resolved so fast, (laughs) kind of like in this movie. (laughs) Seriously. Let's talk about this song about the Madrigas. Okay? Okay. Yes. 
Why do the children that live in this town not know what Mirabelle's powers are if they know that this family has powers? Because literally, Louisa is going around town every single day doing everybody's chores for them. How do they not know? It's called exposition. (laughs) And I get that, but can you like exposition a little bit better and make it clear that these kids are from like out of town or something? Oh, no, they can't be from out of town. There is no out of town. Exactly. Exactly. So why don't these kids know? Well, they are little. They were younger than her, from what I recall. I remember I only saw it once, and it was whatever, whenever it came out in theater. So sure, I'm working sure. with my terrible memory They're here. They're little. But I do wonder if if they're, they're, the kids are operating on the assumption that everyone in the family does have a gift. And they're seeing everyone else use their gift. So maybe that's why they're asking her, like, hey, what's yours? Because we've never seen it. And yeah. it could be. You know, perhaps it's something that isn't as like uh, obvious as what the others are doing, lifting giant things and, you know. Or they just very much enjoy her storytelling, similar to Belle, who likes to reread books over and over and over and over again. True. But I feel like if they enjoyed her storytelling, but also knew she didn't have a yeah, gift, they wouldn't would they keep, keep pestering her, her. making her tell her. My assumption is she tells the stories of her family and they're mm-hmm. like, hey, tell us one of your stories. Mm-hmm. And that's where so she's I always came talking from. about them. Yeah, but but that kind of ties into what I'm thinking. Like they know what her family's gifts are. Yes. They just they don't know that she doesn't have one because she doesn't talk about herself. Except for because she doesn't have one. And maybe the family doesn't advertise like, oh, she didn't get one. Yeah, but they like also the don't say in the song what Abuela's gift actually is. Mm. And like mm. that's debatable of what her gift was. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I'm with you, Patrick. I think it's just she tells the kids the stories of her family's powers, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, tell us one of your stories." Yeah, then. I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not with you here. I think that's fine. that if you're going to include exposition like that, you got to make it more like. Let me throw in a muggle to this scene to ask, like, what was that spell that you just did? Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> make it more believable that they don't know this information. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also think it was just sort of a, like, let's talk about it because it's someone's candle ceremony that day. So it was, like, front of mind. And they had not seen a candle ceremony yeah, at that point Yeah, but these kids are, life. like, hanging out the window the whole time. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. I will say, while we're on the topic of these little kids, I did read in my research that Lynn Miranda says he relates most to the kid drinking the coffee cup. Because <laughs> his family or mother or aunt or somebody got him on <laughs> coffee very young. Okay, but anyway, so let's yeah. jump back into it's Antonio's birthday, and he's going to mm-hmm. get his gift today. Yeah. We learn that he's going to be able to communicate with animals. Yes, and we also learn that Mirabelle does not get her own bedroom because she's like Cinderella's yeah. family. Yeah. 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 Should we talk she about that right now? Home, Should we talk about that right now? Is Mirabelle going to have to share a bedroom with every child that's born into this family? So she's 40 years old, sharing a bedroom with two little babies, probably. Well, the Eventually, other they thought, just move her to the cupboard under the stairs. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to also figure out if the fathers who marry into the family get to stay in the magical rooms of their wives or if they have to sleep somewhere else because they're not magical. Because, like, that was never really addressed. Yeah, that wasn't addressed. What's... What's going on here? Why? Like, this house yeah. can do whatever the F it wants. Yes. And it can't make Mirabelle her own room. No, it cannot. Mm. All legitimate questions. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And my answer to all of them is because of magic. Magic. Same reason Ariel <laughs> did not just write to Prince Eric. We don't question it. Do we know that she knows Same how to reason. write? Like, there's that. S- 
same reason. Oh, she signed her name. She yes. knows how to write some language. She knows how to write her name. And then we have um, a town that has no idea that there's a castle with a beast in it. But then they do know that there's a beast. So, like, but there's significant others who worked in the castle. They all just sort of pretend it didn't disappear. Mm. Okay, but that was the remake. There's special plot holes everywhere. Spell made them forget. Okay, so the family yeah, poses for a picture. Yes. And they exclude poor Mirabelle. Jerks. Yes, they do. Shady. Yeah, so she leaves the room and she sees the house cracking. Yes. And the candle's flame is flickering. Yes. And when she tries to warn everybody, her abuela is just like, mm, Iha. You're the disappointment of the family. Yeah. 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 Side note, can we talk about how the doors are given to the kids at five years, but the doors are them as older kids? Yeah. Yeah. That's another question I have. When exactly did Abuela's name on the door change to Abuela? Did the house, when it was built, did it say Abuela? Because she wasn't an Abuela yet. She was just a mama. Well, I would like to think that her bedroom was like the original bedroom. And then as the first, like when her three kids each got their gifts, that's when I think like it started to change. But then I think hers probably changed when the next generation, she gets the upgrade. and Sure. The I can see the house changing it. If, as see, it, yeah. if it's picking up that they're all calling her by another name. Yeah. Sure. But I also found it very weird that the doors are not the, like them at five years old. It's them grown up. If you look at the photos of them posing with their door. But Mirabelle can't have her own room. No, Mirabelle. Well, at the same time, the candle didn't want her to have her own room. So, you know, talk but to the candle. Because Dudley needs two rooms, one to sleep in and one for all his toys. <laughs> oh, sorry. Wrong movie. <laughs> I gotta focus. Come on. Get in the game, okay. Patrick. Get so the, the next day comes and Mirabelle talks to her older sister, Louisa. Chip, 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 pressure. Chip, chip, chip. We pressure. get the song Surface Pressure. Love that song. Love that song. She's overwhelmed by all the work she has to do for the entire town who can't go round up his own donkeys. Excuse me. I think you missed the point of the song. Pressure. What is the point of the song? She's overwhelmed. Enlightenness. Because yeah, not because the, the lazy town, the lazy town can't do its own chores. Poor provincial town. <laughs> it's the pressure to perform at all times because that's the role that the grandmother makes her do. Sheesh. It's about mental health. Okay. Not about the goats. Oh, goats. That's right. Not donkeys. Whatever. I don't know. It could be donkeys. animals. I don't know. The lazy town. Pressure. Okay, so she tells All her to go check out Bruno's room. We don't talk about Bruno, no, no. Finally, finally, she has been waiting for that yeah, moment. Yeah. We have- so she goes up the most yes. unrealistic staircase bedroom. She just need she just need to get her steps in to get that close the rings on her Apple Watch. Believable. This house must like hate Bruno. Poor guy. There's no um, bed. Bruno, There's no nothing. There's just you, stairs and You don't and know sand. that. You don't know that. Was there a we side room off of the vault? There could have been. We didn't We didn't go. She was on a mission. Didn't see it. We don't know what else is up there. We don't see really beds in most of their rooms. Antonio had a hammock. Hmm. That's not a great bed. I want a real bed. <laughs> but he lives in a forest, so... Where's my Tempur-Pedic? <laughs> so she, she finds the broken prophecy. <gasps> Emeralds. Yeah. She rebuilds it. Sees herself. That was a bad decision. 
destroying the house, essentially. Yeah, okay, but you just skipped over the big song. Which song? We don't talk about broom. No, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. It was my wedding day. It was her wedding day. Yeah, how are we going to say was we don't talk about Bruno, but then start the immediately sky? singing about Bruno? Um, Because they're giving her context of why we don't talk about Bruno. She was young when they banished him. It's been 10 years. There wasn't a Now I wish this was a video podcast. <laughs> telling the story or but he wasn't banished. He left on his own. Banished. Outcast. And then we have like the sand. Number one song. Oh, boy. Okay, so then her dad comes and finds her, and they yeah, talk sure. about this prophecy. Cool. And then they sit down for this awkward dinner. Oh, yeah. The, oh, okay. yeah. I'm going to march up to you and propose. How is it Yeah. Mm-hmm. that Cousin Dolores is sure. unable to keep Maribel's secret for 10 freaking minutes, but she didn't tell anyone in the family that her uncle was hiding in the walls for years? Because she's worried about her powers going away and she likes her life. Dolores is a well-known, I don't know, how. what's the word for this? Not a secret keeper? Chismosa? <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's very known that you don't tell her things because she can't keep secrets. So how Chismosa. does she keep this secret for 10 years that her uncle is living in the walls? You have to you have to put this in perception that one she never saw him so she probably thought she was going crazy mm. and so who's gonna tell anyone that she's going crazy and she did tell multiple people that she hears it like drips of sand shh, shh, shh. so she gave the hints just no one was listening to her talking uh, which plays into her being overlooked by Miss Perfect I can throw flowers blah 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 <laughs> yeah Isabel okay she says twice. There's the uh-huh. first part at the beginning of the movie where she says, nobody's talking about the family magic dying except for you and the rats in the walls. Which is Bruno. Yes. And then after the whole family realizes that Bruno's been there all along, she says, I knew he was there. Yeah. She says it. Because if we it. don't talk about Bruno, she says... She alludes that she knows that he's there. And Bruno also is in the background of that whole song, which makes it so much better. And she's able to keep that secret? No, because again, she thinks thinks it's the rats, but then she Mm. finds out the telenovel rats are not not the rats talking, but Bruno doing voices. I think she recognized her uncle's voice being such a great ear. She was also young. I think you're very confused. It's been 10 years. She probably doesn't know what he looks like, but he does sort of look like his door because the door magically looks like what you're supposed to look like at the time in the movie, even though you're five when you get your powers. I think she knew. I think she thought she was going crazy, but also she has to have a way to tune out all the voices. She can't. She has to be able to hone in on who she wants to listen to. But I am very much enjoying the TikTok videos about the telenovels. Telenovel? Telenovelas. Tell them those with the rats they're they're doing narrations of her like listening to them going what are these rats doing because also there's hernando can't forget about hernando which one's hernando 
uh, it's Bruno, but with a bucket on his head that punches uh, everything in the wall. Right, 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 right. Okay. <laughs> Who does show up in the end song, too, to help relay the foundation. <laughs> I love this guy. I there wish are people I had out there that are like, how mad do you think Lin-Manuel is that he did not get this part? Because <laughs> you know he wrote it in his voice. Continue. We're, we're at the proposal dinner. Yeah, that goes crazy. Yeah, it does. Um, and then she meets Bruno. Mm-hmm. We don't talk about Bruno. Yes, we, we do. From we this point on in the podcast, we are going to need to talk Seriously. about Bruno. So just let you know. We do talk and about Hernando. Bruno. Yeah. Uh, so he reveals that his vision would have put her at odds with the family. Yeah. So he broke it and went into hiding. And then he tells her that she needs to hug her sister. Which I bet you hated because you hate well, sister What was his moments. vision again? His vision was like the glass, everything, and then her hugging. And she realizes it's her sister after Antonio helps them. Cause the Do you mean his original vision? Him. His original vision, yeah. He didn't finish it. His original vision only got to the part of her in front of the house, like, cracking apart. But that it was changing the, and then she- the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she goes and she yeah, apologizes it's to It's her, her sitting sister. in front of the broken casita. 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 And Isabel reveals that she didn't want to marry Mariano. Mm-hmm. No. And they but then have. she's also mad at Mirabelle for ruining the engagement, which I got confused about. I'm like, dude, you didn't want this engagement. Like, think your sister. What else can I do? Bring it in, bring it in. What else can I do? Bring it in, bring it in. So then Grandma shows up and she's pissed. Yeah, she is. <laughs> um, and she accuses Mirabelle of causing the family's problems. Yeah. And then Mirabelle yells Just back mean. at her. Yeah. And then the house breaks. Yeah, it does. And the flame goes out. Mm. After, though, the house protects Mirabelle with their last ounce of power. <laughs> Thank you, house. Good job, house. So then Mirabelle runs away. Mm-hmm. And then... The butterfly appears. The butterfly appears. Abuela Alma shows up. They have a reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Grandma realizes the pressure she put on this family was the crux of the foundation. Ooh, symbolism tied together right there. Mm. Here's my next question. Go for it. Why okay, exactly was the town so dependent on Alma? Because her kids because- didn't come of age for like four years and Alma doesn't have a gift. So what were they relying on? Nothing from the house? Um, yeah. So this is where um, there's backstory here. So during the scene, when the butterfly comes, we get the full, like, her history of her and her husband fleeing with the townsfolk yeah. and their three babies. Mm-hmm. He sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Candle happens. She protects them from those that were, like, coming after them and puts, like, them in an oasis with all the mountains. Yes. So they're cut off and they don't leave. Okay. So that's what her power was, was to build this protective shell. Okay. But then why does the town need the family to do everything for them? They're not doing They everything. went four they're whole just... years without having any sort of assistance. But they're not doing everything. 
but at least it's catching all the donkeys. Yeah, as the town grew, <laughs> she's helping, like, repair stuff that they built. And then, but, like, yeah, the the first three had a vision. One could heal them with her food, and the other one helped them with the weather so that they could flourish. And then each new gift just sort of helps them con- contribute to like the growth of themselves does she help like, with the, the weather vines. it doesn't seem like she's got a very good control on this she doesn't <laughs> elsa has a better control on snow flurry clouds than she did yeah yeah you know it seemed to me just the town was becoming dependent on them not so much that they actually needed them but once they became dependent they probably felt like they also did. what usefulness is it to turn into somebody else isn't that Miro's power? Is he can turn into other people? Well, I don't know that the gifts were useful. <laughs> intended to be useful. You got a gift and used it if it if if it was useful. But yeah, some of them were just yeah, kind of silly. Like that didn't really help with yeah, anything. I could hear I could think a of. mile away. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm saying like they just helped the town thrive. Okay. Like the vines. All right, so then we rebuild the house, mm-hmm. and the family gives Mirabel a doorknob with the letter M yeah. on it. Yeah, which like also could serve as the M for the Magigals. So, That's is it a thoughtful point. gift? Is it? Is that a rhetorical question? Kind of, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so then she places it on the front door, and then the house comes back yeah. to life. Like that's her power. Then does she get a door now? We don't know until on Kanto 2. There's going to be Kanto 2? I don't know. Oh. I'm just saying that's when we would find <laughs> out if she actually got a gift. I think it's up to interpretation. I think she always had a gift. We just didn't know about it. And she like, just didn't get a door. Who, like, well, now I think the whole house was her. Like the house was her to offset Abuela because Abuela isn't the house. She was just a room in it. So there is like discussion about is the house really her husband and like providing them shelter and that's where the house got all the magic but it could just be that that was really mirabelle she's the house and her as one she brings everyone together no i was very confused we rushed through act three of this film and i was like wait we're done it's over yeah we're done okay my final complaint of the evening Okay. <laughs> is that there was yeah. not enough Spanish in this movie. Mm. Okay. All we get is Mira Tus Ojos and Encanto. And that's pretty much it. And Abuela. But like, can we get a little more? Get a little more. Kids, who this is the intended audience of this movie, pick up other languages mm-hmm. very easily. So I feel like we could have done that. And then if you're trying to like cater to the parents who are watching it with them, then do what you did at the beginning of the movie where she says, mira tus ojos, and then she says, open your eyes immediately after. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, in some films, they will literally just repeat yeah, themselves. in English, yeah. Which is the way to go. I don't think, I don't necessarily think subtitles are the way to go for a kid's movie. Like, I really loved what they did with um, Shang-Chi, where so much of it was not in English. They didn't, 
they didn't have everyone speaking English just to, to cater to the yeah. audience. They knew like, hey, you can read. We want this to look authentic. But sometimes in children's movies, I'm like, okay, but you can do the the trick there. Like you just mm-hmm. mentioned, you say it and then you say it again. Um, Because you're not going for authenticity of like they wouldn't actually say it twice. You, you're accomplishing something by the children will then pick up what those words mm-hmm. mean. So that that would have been cool. I hadn't thought of that, to be honest. I was more confused with the the abrupt ending. I felt that it just suddenly everything <laughs> yeah. got resolved. Yeah. I thought I thought we were heading into Act Three and I realized nope, we just that was Act Three. That, it's yeah. over. <laughs> I was I was so confused. I was like, okay, the house is crumpled. Here we go, here we go. We're going on a journey. No. Right. That's that was where I thought the the, the bulk of the movie was gonna take place. Like, we leave now. We're yeah. gonna go on the journey, but it's just kind of like that we made up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think she actually had a gift. I thought that that was kind of the point that you can be the kid in the family that everybody else is good at something. They don't, doesn't, you know, if you take the magic aspect of it, but that doesn't make you any less special. But, but I'm sure there's plenty of ways to interpret it. I, I thought that it really spoke to those kids that feel like, okay, you know, I've got a brother that's really good at this and a sister that's really good at this and no one cares about me because I haven't found my thing mm-hmm. yet. Um, but, but I did expect more when we got towards the end of the movie, like I was enjoying it all the way up to that. And then I was just like, Whoa, it's over. Yeah. So all of a sudden, like it's, you know, my grandmother's been mean to me my entire life. And all of a sudden she just realized she was, and we're good now. And the house is yeah. back. And then it she just suddenly was so fast. reconciles with Bruno, like no big deal. Yeah. I, I, I felt like it just, it felt like something was mm-hmm. missing. And I, I remember leaving the theater going, okay, I didn't dislike it. I just felt like, did I miss something? Was Were they going for something that I was just not expecting? Because I've seen so many Disney movies. But I also felt like, but it's not just a Disney thing. That's just a movie thing. Like something you get to, like, you know, like we mentioned the house falling apart. And like, that's usually the conclusion of act two. And now we, something has to happen, you know, to actually, I don't know. I just, I expected more to happen in the tail end of the movie. I was very surprised. I like the songs. I jam out to them. You don't say. <laughs> I would have well, never have, have guessed that you enjoyed the songs, Erica. I do enjoy the videos that um, put this over Hamilton songs. <laughs> I'm assuming that when you say videos, you're talking about yep. on TikTok. Probably. Yes, they do all these mashups. It's amazing. Highly recommend joining TikTok just for Encanto no. material. No. I agree. It's not my favorite movie, but the music, so catchy. So catchy. Is it? That was, that was the thing. I enjoyed the songs. I thought the animation was great. I thought it, like, I enjoyed watching it. It was fun. It's just, it was just the ending that didn't, 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 it's like it didn't stick to landing. It just felt like it was over too soon. No. I know this is not the case, but if I was watching anything else, if I was watching this movie that wasn't Disney, I would have walked out going, well, they ran it. They clearly ran at a budget. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they got yeah. they got two thirds of the way through the movie. and were like, we're out of budget. End it. You know what I mean? But like, <laughs> like they they haven't stuck the landing on like the last because Frozen 2, I didn't think stuck the, the ending of that movie either. And I was like, wait, what just happened here? And then like watching like behind Frozen. And they could not figure out, like, the last big song, what that song was going to be. I was like, oh, yeah, you guys had no idea where this was going. I'm going to try and give them a little bit more pass because they had to finish this film during COVID. And I think that probably contributed to. See, I don't think it does. I think Disney, if it's not ready, you don't put it out. Yeah, that's what I I thought they were going to pull it. But they also. I think they put out the movie they wanted to put out. I just don't. 
I don't think it worked. The ending yeah. didn't work. No, for me. the ending was not great. But I, was, I, I, I Disney's was... not Disney's not going to say like we we have to get this out because you don't. I mean, they could have a hundred percent waited if the movie wasn't ready. They've scrapped movies that were halfway through the pro- you know because it's just not working out. Or another company has come out with a movie that's too similar to this. We're not doing. We're not moving forward anymore. So I don't. I don't think it was a thing of. There would have been more. I think. The difference is maybe they were going for something else and it just didn't work for me. Yeah. The end, just the ending. I, I'm, I don't want to say like I'm going to give it a, a negative rating. No, I don't know because Frozen, but, it seemed like they were underneath that same thing. Once you announce that date and the trailers start coming, you're locked in for that. And Frozen's like, it's but, coming out whether or not we're ready. Mm, and they see, do as I much think overtime. With this, you, you have the story, and they have so many here. stories that they they. They debate on what will be their next big project. Yeah. There's so many things they could do. So much they could have done with this ending. I just think it's funny because, mm-hmm. like, on the one end with Marvel, they're killing it. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you go over to like the animated kids Disney movies. Yeah, and but it's you, like... you you can't. Let me tell you why you can't do a comparison. Because yes, Disney owns Marvel, but Disney doesn't run True. Marvel. The reason Marvel is working is because Disney and, and Marvel has said this a lot. Disney just leaves them alone. Yeah, true. That's a good point. The the complaints that have come from some directors in Marvel is that Marvel is making them do crossover stuff that they would just want to make their movie. But from my understanding, from what it, everything I've been reading, just Disney leaves them alone and lets them do their thing. It's just the smart. And thing so to do. these are they're very different departments. They're just you know they have a level of quality, and I still think that their animated films are still in most cases head and shoulders above what other studios are putting out. It it. And it wasn't, there wasn't anything that was like, oh, this is a miss. This is a total miss. This is bad. I was just shocked that it ended so mm-hmm. fast. And that's what's weird to me. I do need to watch it again, but it sounds like both of you felt the same way. So I don't think it was my imagination. <laughs> is there anything further we want to discuss about the movie before we make our rankings? You made a snide mm-hmm. remark about the songs not being catchy. And I would like you to expand upon that opinion. They're just, like, they're just, I the only catchy thing about We Don't Talk About Bruno is literally that one line. Like You need to watch the video. So here's the thing. The Erica kept singing okay, We Don't Talk About Bruno all the time to the point where I told you guys that there was one day where I just had that one line stuck in my head, Erica singing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't know the whole yeah. tune of the song or anything because I hadn't watched it yet. So then I watch it and I'm like, this is, it's just the one line. Just the one line. That's why I sang just the one line over and over. It was, it was just. Wedding day. It was okay. The music or the film? Both. Both. <laughs> I've heard better. So I Disney think part. I think part of what was. Alan Menken. Not that I expect her. every movie they put out has to be better than the other one, the the previous one, because that's just right. impossible. That you're not gonna. It's just. And I know people that expect that, like. We talked about Marvel. I, I hear people all the time. They're like, well, and they, they mention the previous one and go, it wasn't better than that. I'm like, that's just not, you're looking at an average and not an average. They're, they're knocking it out of the mm-hmm. park. You can't expect every single movie to be better than the one before. It's, it's just not, it's not realistic, but I liked Raya more than this. I really enjoyed that movie. Yeah. So I went in having just seen that. I know. I know. Erica it's a wasn't different like category because it doesn't have singing. It's not musical animation. No, no, I agree. But yes. but if we're going to compare to musicals, then um, there goes the baker with his trade, like always. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Howard Ashman and Alan Menken are treasures. 
And this is why I can't compare the musicals to the musicals because it's they're done. They won. They won the game and the game is over. <laughs> Side tangent. I'm very excited, though, because Alan Menken and Lin-Manuel are teaming up for new songs for the live action Little Mermaid. And that actually has me excited for that film because I would like to see what those two great minds do together. And we, we know that that movie has a third act. Poisson, song, songs. <laughs> we don't talk about poisson. But we do stuff crabs and escargot. There wasn't a flounder in sight. That's, that's what we can look forward to in live is that, action is that song? Really? Mm-hmm. <sighs> I'm ready for my rankings. Okay. So I believe... Last week, there was a suggestion of Magical Doors. Yes, yes. Jerry, what do you say? So each week, we come up with a custom ranking system so that uh, we're not comparing one film or one book to another. The ranking is specific and unique to whatever it is we are reviewing this week. So it can only be compared to each other's rankings of that film or book. In this case, our ranking system will be Five magical doors of what you will look like when you are older. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going first? I'm going to do four out of five doors because I did watch it a second time and I will probably mm-hmm. watch it if it's on TV. I would not okay. turn it off. And that is how I'm measuring okay. my Disney movies. And what, what prevented you from giving it that fifth magical door? The third act just did not land for me. So before Carly gives hers, I'll just pile on right there and say I'm giving the same ranking. I I really liked it. I I don't have a bad thing to say about it. I just felt something was lacking there that I can't give it the fifth door because hmm. It's not like I'm going to and again, we can't we can't compare movie to movie, but in general, the perfect score, I don't say like, "Oh, only like 1% would get a perfect score. I'll give a 5. Or if we're doing out of 7, I'll give a 7. As long as I really, really enjoyed yeah. it. It's just that I was... It took me out of the movie. The fact that it's... When I realized, oh my god, it's ending. Yeah. I, whoa. <laughs> Whereas it wasn't a thing where later or on comparison, I'm like, oh, they could have done a little more. It was right there in the theater. I was like, holy crap, this is over? Yeah. So it was it was jarring. And the thing is... I liked the movie enough that I did want more. I was sitting there going, wait, yep. don't be over. I need one more so, song. Four magical doors with a picture of what I will look like in 10 years on it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Carly. Okay. Carly, does it get any doors? Yes. Yeah, does it get any? <laughs> it gets a door because of Stephanie okay. uh, Beatrice and Lynn Moran Miranda. Absolutely. Cool. Okay. Cool. Uh, a door each or a, a door? door for both a of them. Door. Well, it's going to get a okay. door right. because Rosa, 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 Rosa. <laughs> I just forgot what my reason was. It gets a door for uh, making me feel good at the end of the movie. Okay. You were looking for a feel good yeah. movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And it definitely, you know, the ending was a lot more understandable than Tenet. So. <laughs> Okay, it gets a a door for not being Tenet, okay? And I'm going to give it... Well, Tenet gets two doors, but if you go in one and you come out the other... Never mind, I can't say that because Erica hasn't watched it yet. And then it's going to get a half a door for, like, some good representation in this movie. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm going to keep it at two and a half doors. But you felt like they could have gone more. And like, and I'm using Erica's reasoning here of, like, if it's on TV, I'm probably not going to 
keep that channel on. I'll That's fine. Probably find something else. It's not something I'm going to seek out. I like. I'll go on Disney Plus and watch Tangled. Oh yeah, love Tangled. Hmm. Or Lilo and Stitch or whatever. But this one I'm not going to like. Oh, let's go rewatch Encanto. So, but I do want them to add it to Epcot. And she's still she's dancing. still dancing, guys. It's she's a fun t- like the it is. It's a really it's a really fun movie. Great and in this film. Yeah. I enjoyed what I got. I just wanted more. Yeah. <laughs> So we wanted to tease what's coming up next? Yeah. What's coming up next, Patrick? Next week, we are making the switch back to books. The return of the finer things closed. Erica's pick. Erica has chosen another book by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Malibu Rising. Malibu Rising. Yeah, you guys like to make my job easy by repicking authors that we've already Oh, yeah, totally. And I don't normally do this, but I'm going to give the description. From the New York Times bestselling author of Daisy Jones and the Six. Four famous siblings throw an epic party to celebrate the end of the summer, but over the course of 24 hours, their lives will change forever. So join us back here next week for Malibu Rising. On behalf of my co-hosts, Erica, Carly, and me, don't forget to like and subscribe. (laughs) Bye. Bye.